Well, thank you everybody for joining us. I'm Father Chris Alar, one of the Miriam priests here at the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy. And we welcome you back to our Explaining the Faith series here um, on uh, every Saturday morning. And it's an honor for, to have you with us as we take you back to seminary. As I have said before, this is the best deal you're gonna get. You're gonna get the same seminary education I got without having to pay any money or take any tests. So we are grateful you are with us. Today is an incredibly important topic. It's one that I, I've always say this, but should have done a long time ago. And it's Our Lady of Akita, and approved, fully approved apparition that ties with Fatima. And we're gonna have our uh, cell phones turned down if you don't mind, mine just went off. So we invite you to stay with us because today's first Saturday following this talk, we will be doing the first Saturday devotions. and. There's nothing more important right now than what Our Lady is telling us. So let us begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you send the Holy Spirit down upon us to open our minds and hearts to receive the grace you wish to bestow, but most of all, open our ears so that we can hear the message of heaven given through Our Lady. And we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, as I said, for first Saturday, and following the talk I did last week on woke, we could not have a more important topic. For those of you who are waiting for the continuation of the woke series, I will be doing that coming up, so we don't have to worry. I'm going to get to it. Um, I'm very uh, excited to be able to present those to you. And so this is uh, the first Saturday, so we're going to talk today about Our Lady of Akita, one of the most important messages. It goes right hand in hand with Fatima, and we are looking at something that Our Lady, in modern times, has a continuation of her message at Fatima. So now, <clears throat> this started, interestingly, in January, or, uh, no, I'm sorry, in July of 1973. It was in three apparitions. It was July, August, and October of 1973. And what's interesting is this was the year of Roe v. Wade. So within six months, of the passing of Roe v. Wade, which has resulted in tens of millions of lives being taken, um, we have a message from heaven, okay? And so one of the most dire of all apparitions is this one. So we need a wake-up call. Uh, it was approved in, in uh, 1984, April of 1984, by Bishop Ito in Japan. And so this is a very important one. Then in 1988, Cardinal Ratzinger allowed Ito's pastoral letter to be disseminated to the faithful. So this has full church authority. Now, what happened? All right, let's go to our next slide. You know, when I was a kid, I was always most scared of those scary movies where the dolls would talk. There was a Twilight Zone talking Tina. 
where the doll would talk and then she was after um, the, the father of the family because he was mean to the daughter. And then there was Chucky and, and all that. So like talking statues always scared me when I was a kid. This is a talking statue. Like an unlike many or any Marian apparitions that we've had. The statue spoke and wept 101 times. And there's a meaning behind that. Those lasted until September of 1981. <clears throat> the visionary, <clears throat> excuse me, the visionary was Sister Agnes Sasagawa. Now she, surprisingly, what makes this different? She wasn't a child. How many other apparitions? Mary chose children. And so she was a nun, 43 years old, a member of the Handmaids of the Eucharist, not a child. So let's go to our next slide. This is sister. And some of the miracles were not only the statue weeping, the statue bled, and sister got the stigmata, which are the wounds of Christ. Now, as you can see, the wound is in her palm. And a lot of people are still confused, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, and they argue this is false because Jesus was nailed in the wrist. So which one was it? I said this a couple weeks ago, the palm or the wrist, it was both. We now know that when the Romans executed, they, they nailed in the palm, but the, but the nail went through at an angle to hold the tendons onto the cross, and it came out the wrist. So you can see in this image, the wound of the stigmata is in her palm. So that's where Jesus was nailed, but the nail went through at an angle and came out the wrist. And so they know this now. So now, these extraordinary events really began on June 12, 1973. So Our Lady wasted no time after the passing of Roe v. Wade when Sister Agnes saw a brilliant, mysterious light suddenly coming from the tabernacle, just like St. Faustina. Now this happened again the next couple days. So then on June 28, 1973, that stigmata in the shape of a cross appeared in her left hand. So it was her left hand of Sister Agnes. Now it bled profusely and caused her much, much pain. Then on July 6th of 1973, she heard a voice coming from the statue and of the Blessed Virgin, the picture I just showed you. And this is while she was in the chapel. Now, on the same day, the other sisters noticed drops of blood coming from the statue's hand. And this continued four different times. Now, the wound in the statue in the hand remained over two months before it disappeared. You know, it was funny because it said that the blood just kept coming and coming and um, I didn't, uh, um, it didn't stop. Well, I, I'm on blood thinners uh, because of my blood clots. And when I get cut, the blood just keeps coming and coming. The blood doesn't stop. And it's funny because I get cuts if I'm shaving and I nick myself 
I just ooze blood. And when I was in Australia, I sliced my foot and there was blood everywhere. And so then later I cut my hand and there was blood everywhere. And I was thinking, geez, because the blood doesn't stop when you're on blood thinners. And <clears throat> I was thinking how across that must be for somebody with a stigmata because it just keeps coming and they keep getting it. But it's a gift. It's a gift of the Lord, not a cut like I had walking outside barefoot. I wouldn't recommend that in Australia. And so we, we see this as a gift. Now, after this, the sisters noticed that the statue then began to sweat, especially on the forehead and on the neck. So this is like a living little statue. And so then on August 3rd, Agnes, Sister Agnes, got the second message. So the very first one was in July, July 6th. Then she got one August 3rd. All this is 1973. Then after that, October, guess what date? October 13th, the anniversary of Fatima, she received the final third message, just like Fatima three messages. And so then later in 1975, the statue began to weep, literally. So let's take a look at our next slide, if Brother Mark can show that. It continued to weep for six more years, and it wept 101 times. Now the first thing that happened, many people don't know that Sister Agnes was deaf, and all of a sudden she got her hearing back. And every time the statue wept, the sisters would gather in front of it and say the rosary. So think of the faithfulness of these sisters. Now check this out. So after this kept happening, a priest came and he wiped up the tears that you see in that picture. And for those of you who can't see, we have a picture of Our Lady in the statue weeping and they took cotton swabs and they sent it to the forensic lab at Akita University. They didn't say what it was. And they had it tested and it came back human tears. And they got it from the statue. And it came back human tears. So now let's talk about Our Lady of Akita. Here there was a great article by our friend Joseph uh, Pranishen. He um, works for uh, EWTN and used to work for Our Sunday Visitor. He's a good friend of our Marian community, Pranishen. And he wrote an article. Let's look at our next slide. This is now the church at Akita. And Sister Agnes knelt in this chapel to pray the rosary when Our Lady came to her. Now let's talk about this. This happened, as I said, three times. 1973, July 6th, August 3rd, October 13th. Now, on the October 13th visit, the last one, the anniversary, as I said, of Our Lady's apparition in Fatima, the miracle of the sun, she appeared on that date to Sister Agnes in this convent in Akita. Now, what she said we are seeing today, we are exactly 50 years this week. 50 years this week. 
That's why I'm doing this talk now, plus it's a first Saturday. Her warning was the most dire of any Marian apparition. This October 13th apparition at Akita, here's what Our Lady said. Let's look on your screen. As I told you, if men do not repent and better themselves, the Father will inflict a terrible punishment on humanity. It will be a punishment greater than the deluge, greater than Noah. Can you imagine? Such as one will never have seen before. Fire will fall from the sky and will wipe out a great part of humanity, the good as well as the bad, spearing neither priests nor faithful. Why? Why would God do that? Because sin is communal. When you sin or I sin, it doesn't affect just yourself. Your sin has negative consequences on me, and my sin has neg negative consequences on you. The survivors will find themselves so desolate that they will envy the dead. That was the same message of the three days of darkness from Maria Taigi. The only arms which will remain for you will be the rosary and the sign left by my son. Each day recite the prayers of the rosary. With the rosary, pray for the pope, the bishops, and the priests. Boy, do we need those prayers today. Let's keep going. The work, and this is the next slide, the work of the devil will infiltrate even into the church in such a way that one will see cardinals opposing cardinals. Huh. You see those correspondences between some of our U.S. cardinals? We got great ones standing up for the faith, Paprocki and Strickland. We got others abandoning the faith. Bishops against bishops. Please pray for Strickland, our bishop who's now being investigated because he simply went to support those protesting the mockery of Catholic religious life at Dodger Stadium. The priests who venerate me will be scorned and opposed by their confreres. I'm getting flack for doing the first Saturdays. Not bad, but I'm getting some. Churches and altars are sacked. We're seeing this. Just a story in Oregon where the guy broke into the Catholic church, smashed the window, assaulted the volunteer, and desecrated the inside of the church and the altar, and the Department of Justice recommended no punishment. We've never yet had a hate crime against Christianity. 
but there's a million of them on there, out there on other causes. The church will be full of those who accept compromises. This is woke. And the demon will press many priests and consecrated souls to leave the service of the Lord. We're seeing a lot of people leave their calling. The demon will be especially implacable against souls consecrated to God. The thought of the loss of so many souls is the cause of my sorrow, Mary said. If sins increase in number and gravity, and this was 50 years ago, before we really had the full acceptance of gay marriage, transgenderism. It's gotten worse. If sins increase in number and gravity, which they have, there will be no longer pardon for them. Now, how could Our Lady say there's no pardon? No matter how grave the sin, aren't all sins forgivable? How could Our Lady say there's no pardon for these sins? We're going to cover that in a moment. But first, a terrible, terrible warning. We just read, but there's more. Now remember, at Fatima, Mary warned of the possibility that nations will be annihilated. Mary told us, as her children, that basically, don't play with fire we're playing with fire, we're playing with our souls. We didn't listen. And then Mary came and reminded us of her words at Fatima 50 years ago at Akita. So it was about, what, 50, 55, 56 years after Fatima. We're right in between. So you have Fatima, 56 years later, you got Akita. Now 50 years later, we are here today. So she reminded us of the message of Fatima here at Akita. Mary says that we need to do what we need to do. She tells us what we need to do to avert these chastisements. She keeps warning us and we're getting worse. What are they? She said there's only two ways. The rosary and reparation. That's why we're here today on First Saturday. What is First Saturday all about? The rosary and reparation. This is what it's about today. We are answering Our Lady's call. Please stay with us. Give God an hour and a half today, and when he comes, you'll be able to be rewarded by him for your faithfulness. Not chastised because of your apathy. To show the importance of this, Our Lady repeated the solution on the anniversary of Fatima on October 13th at Akita. She finished with three sentences 
that gives us the complete remedy and hope and a promise. What did she say? Please very much pray the rosary. I alone am able, am able still to save you from the calamities which approach. Now, why can Our Lady say she can save us from the calamities? Is she the Savior? No. But God is justice as much as he is mercy. And he's given us mercy way, way, way before his justice. He's given us 92 years of it so far, just through Faustina, and an entire history of mankind going back to the garden. He keeps warning us, but because God is justice just as much as he is mercy, his justice has to allow chastisement if we don't change. But Mary can intercede for us and she can help to quell that justice by her intercession. That's why she says, only I can help you. Those who place their confidence in me will be saved, not because she's the savior, but because she can pardon, go to you, intercede for a pardon for you from God the Father and her son. Now, how does this all work? All right, let's connect now these warnings with the solution. At Fatima on July 13th, <coughs> Our Lady proph <coughs> prophesied that if men do not refrain from offending God, another and more terrible war will begin during the pontificate of Pius XI. Actually, World War II did begin under Pius XI, not the 12th when the Japanese invaded Manchuria. Because many people did not listen to her solution or put it into practice, her warning came true with World War II, the greatest demolition of life in human history. Our Lady said at Fatima, continue to pray the rosary every day in honor of Our Lady of the Rosary to obtain peace in the world and the end of the war because she can obtain it through her intercession, her perfectness. So this was Fatima. Now let's go to our next slide. She also said it at Akita. I alone am able to still save you from the calamity. She did not say save your soul. She's not the savior, but to save us from the calamities through her intercession. Today's wars from religious to economic, cultural, like woke, we're in the middle of a cultural war. On all areas, we're fighting a war. It shows we're not listening because Mary said, if you follow this, the war will end. And World War II came. Now she's telling us to follow it. But the wars are raging. We don't have a world war yet. But we got a cultural war. We got an economic war. China's trying to destroy the U.S. dollar. And, and that's, the de-dollarization is going to be unbelievable. What's going to happen from that?
There's economic wars from that. There's religious wars. There's beheading of Christians in the Middle East because they won't uh, um, renounce their Christian faith. There's political wars going on, the cultural wars with woke. And so Our Lady's saying, these, you want to end these wars? You got to do what I tell you. And what we're doing today is what Mary told us. We can change it. I would not, I've said this before, given up house, business, fiance, for something that I didn't full 100% completely believe in 100%. And I believe I wouldn't be up here if I didn't that the number of people on this live stream, we can make a difference. Just like Jesus or God told Abraham, when Abraham said, the father or God, if I find 50 righteous people, will you spare the city? Yes. 40 righteous people, will you spare the city? Yes. 30 righteous people, will you spare the city? Yes. I said in a couple talks ago that there are a thousand more times people in the world today than the time of Abraham. There's about 8 billion today. At his time, there's about 8 million. That's a thousand times more today. And Abraham said, if I could find 20 righteous people, God said, I'll spare the city. All right? If the world's a thousand times bigger, we need 20,000. These live streams get 20,000 people. If you will all do this, who are watching what, Father? What? Do what? The first Saturday, because it includes praying the rosary and asking for reparation. If you don't know how to do it, just be with us here after this talk, and we're going to do it. We can change this today. In her three apparitions at Akita, our lady warned us multiple times. Now, let's go now to slide 11. This was on August 3rd. This is her second apparition. Mary said, many men in this world afflict the Lord. I desire souls to console him, to soften the anger of the heavenly father. I wish with my son for souls who will repair by their suffering and their poverty for the sinners and ingrates. When do we console the heart of Jesus? First Friday. The sacred heart. It ties together the big four devotions, first Friday and first Saturday. Divine mercy, the precious blood, and I put in there the stations of the cross. Now, at Fatima, remember that Our Lady called for reparation too. Now at Akita, she echoes this. Let's read our next slide. In order that the world might know his anger, the Heavenly Father is preparing to inflict a great chastisement on all mankind. With my son, I have intervened so many times to appease the wrath of the father. Did you hear that? With my son. That means Jesus is begging us before the father. 
He's perpetually there with his wounds before God the Father, imploring us, and that's what happens at the Mass. Jesus is there on the cross, bringing his wounds to the Father. That's what happens at every Mass. Christ is perpetually present before the Father, showing his wounds to the Father. And she says, with my son, I have intervened so many times to appease the wrath of my father. There's Mary and Jesus basically in heaven holding each arm of the father, even though he doesn't have arms. This is what we have. It's like my mother, when I broke my dad's fishing rod, my dad took the belt off and he was coming at me with the belt in his hand. And my mom intercepted him on that floor and she grabbed that belt and tore it right out of his hands. I'm bawling like a little statue of Akita. And she said, he suffered enough. Don't you lay a finger on him. And my dad didn't. I'll never forget that. That's the intercession of a beautiful mother to hold back the justifiable wrath of the father. I have prevented the coming of calamities by offering him the sufferings of my son on the cross. That's the mass. Every mass we offer the sufferings of the son on the cross. I also offer his precious blood. You've heard me talk about the precious blood, the greatest of all devotions. One drop of his precious blood is enough to redeem all of humanity. And beloved souls who console him, that's us today, forming a cohort of victim souls. Are you suffering today? If you are watching, you are called to unite that suffering for this cohort of victim souls that are holding back the wrath of the Father. Pray, do penance, offer sacrifice. This will soften the Father's anger. You don't believe that this is justified? Read the diary, paragraph 299. This paragraph is the one I've talked about a couple times before. And what does Jesus say? St. Faustina wrote, On one occasion, my confessor told me to ask the Lord Jesus the very meaning of the two rays in the image of divine mercy. She said, Very well, I will ask the Lord. During prayer, I heard these words within me. This is Jesus talking to Faustina. The two rays, and I don't know if Brother Mark can show now the image of divine mercy. The two rays denote blood and water. The pale ray stands for the water, which makes souls righteous. And the red ray stands for the blood, which is the life of souls. These two rays issued forth from the very depths of my tender mercy. My agonized heart was opened by a lance on the cross. That's where the blood and water came from. Now listen to this. These rays shield souls from the wrath of my Father. Happy is the one who will dwell in the ray's shelter, for the just hand of God shall not lay hold of them. I desire that the first Sunday after Easter be the Feast of Mercy. So I was reading this one day in a talk, and Father Kaz was up here. And Father Kaz came in the back, and he heard me talking about the wrath of the Father. So I went downstairs, and we were down in the shrine, and Father Kaz, you know, we always said, the beauty of you guys being Marian helpers is, is you're, you're going to get the whole picture of our faith. 
I've said before with Father Kaz, you're gonna get all love and with me, you're gonna get all truth. <laughs> but we need both, okay? So I'm downstairs and Father Kaz comes, he says, now, you may not wanna focus on that, Father Chris, because that, the wrath of the Father may mislead people to understand that he's some kind of ogre. And I said, no, Father Cass, it says it in the diary. We got to talk about it. Souls got to wake up. And then in walked Father Seraphim. And I go, Father Seraphim, please tell Father Cass that we got to talk about the wrath of the Father. We got to hide in the rays of divine mercy because the wrath of the Father is going to smack us. And he says, no, no, no. And I'm like, Father Seraphim, it's right here. He's like, no, no, no. God the Father's wrath is not against the sinner. He pulled out a pen, said, sin is like a lightning rod. You ever see a lightning rod planted in the ground? It draws the lightning bolt. He said, sin is like a lightning rod. It draws the wrath of the Father. And the wrath of the Father is going to come to crush sin. And the problem is, if you're holding on to it, if you're holding on to pornography, promiscuity, abortion, woke, transgenderism, all these things you're holding on, teaching others to against the teaching of the church, if you're holding on to these sins, when God strikes the sin, it's like you're holding on to a metal rod if lightning strikes it, it's gonna zap you. That's the wrath of the Father. He's not coming after you, he loves you. He's coming after the sin, and you better let go of it. You let go of the sin when God strikes at it, you're going to be, if you're holding on to it, you're gonna be zapped. And then I said, but Father, what about the suffering of the innocent? They let go of the sin, but they still get zapped. And he said exactly what Akita said. He said, those are victim souls. If you're going to get zapped and you've let go of that sin, you are a victim soul. Maybe it's to offer up the sufferings for your, your loved ones who would be lost due to sin. Fascinating concept. This is the message of Akita. And so this is so important. So then during the October 13th apparition at Akita, in answer to all of these problems, Our Lady gave the reminder and the solution, the rosary and reparation. She also said, pray very much for the Pope, for bishops and priests. Although many have lost their way, the truth isn't lost, but we're burying it. Since your baptism, you have always prayed faithfully for them. Continue to pray very much, very much. The Akita Fatima connections are unmistakable. There was a great article by that John Haffert. He's the co-founder of the Blue Army. And he studied Akita. And he wrote that Bishop Edo, who had formally declared approval for the Akita apparitions, called Akita an update of Fatima and its promise. Now, go back to that sentence where Mary said that if the sins get so bad, God will no longer pardon us. How is that possible? Is every sin forgivable? Yes. 
then how could our Lord or Our Lady say that there could be no more pardon? So this article that John Haffert wrote is very good. He says, let's consider this no longer pardon part of the Akita message. He said that in relation to sin, this is the sin against the Holy Spirit. The only unforgivable sin is sin against the Holy Spirit. What's the sin against the Holy Spirit? Final impenitence. What is that? Not asking for God's mercy. And he said, the only unforgivable sin is the sin against the Holy Spirit. Then he quoted John Paul II's encyclical on the Holy Spirit. Listen to what John Paul II said. It is because this non-forgiveness, please forgive, is linked as to its cause to non-repentance. In other words, to the radical refusal to be converted. People who don't want to hear the truth, don't want to accept the truth, don't want to live the truth. John Paul II explained that specific sins against the Holy Spirit are those committed by the person who claims to have a right to persist in evil. That is my right to take that life in my womb. It is my right to use contraception. I can't have another child right now. It is my right to not have to believe in a church. Well, John Paul II says, those are sins against the Holy Spirit, committed by people who claim to have a right to persist in evil, in any sin, and thus reject redemption. Please don't do that. All right, wrapping up, I'm running late. This Haffert reminded us that today people are claiming the right to sin. I have a right to change my gender. No, we don't. I have a right to, to determine when life ends with euthanasia. No, we don't. He lists areas including abortion, artificial contraception, and denying God's teachings to children. That's probably the biggest. We're not teaching our children. This was in the early 1990s. Can you imagine what we would say about today? However, hope remains. Let's not lose sight of us. I'm giving you the dire stuff, but there's hope. What ultimately happens now depends, you've heard me say this before, on how we respond. That's why we're here today. I can't emphasize enough. Outside of the Mass, these first Fridays and first Saturdays are the most important devotions we've got, along with divine mercy and the precious blood. Many don't know that, but Mary's telling us. Mary can intercede to avoid or soften dire chastisement. This is what she said at Akita. She said, I alone am able to save you from the calamities, as I said, not Savior, but from the calamities, because she can intercede God's justice. Those who place their confidence in me will be saved, not by her, through her. Let's look at our next slide. Mary told us at Fatima that she wins, God wins in the end, and her immaculate heart will triumph. What are we doing here today? We're praying for the triumph of the immaculate heart. That is the first Saturday. She came to Fatima and then to Akita because she wants us to join her in this battle, which will end in victory, but our job is to minimize the consequences of loss of souls, casualties. Considering what Our Lady asks us to do for our part, Hafford says that her messages were addressed, get this, 
especially to Catholics. From them, above all, there must be a response. To whom much is given, much is expected. If they refuse, they do not deserve to be spared the chastisement. Woe. We are held more accountable because we've been given the message as Catholics. But if we listen and follow her instructions, this does not have to happen. It can at least be lessened. What Our Lady said at Fatima goes for Akita. If you do what I tell you, many souls will be saved and there will be peace. Please, everyone, if you're just flicking through this video, stay with us. We need every single one of you. I keep going back, it's because I'm an engineer. I keep going back that God said he would spare the city with 20 people when there were 8 million in the world. Now we're 8 billion, 1,000 more. Give me 20,000. Do I hear 20,000 souls out there? Do we have 20,000 souls out there that can do this? That can pray the rosary, make reparation to the Sacred Heart on Friday, the Immaculate Heart on Saturday? Now, this solution seems too simple. Just pray the rosary, right? Okay, it seems kind of simple, like, eh, there's got to be more to it. Remember, Akita is an update of Fatima. It happened in a slightly different way, but very similar. Akita's solution is Fatima's solution. Fatima's instructions are Akita's instructions. They're very simple, all right? Now, Bishop Venancio, he was the former Bishop of Fatima, compared, check this out, this is fascinating. He compared the very simple remedy given by Mary at Fatima, just pray the rosary, to remember the Bible, Naaman, the Syrian. He was seeking a cure, and he went to the prophet Elisha. Remember? Naaman. And he went to prophet Elisha. At first, Naaman didn't want to follow the instructions of Elisha because he thought that they were much too simple to get a cure. This is 2 Kings 6 through 16. But finally, his servants convinced him to listen to Elisha. It's very simple. Just do what he says. The simple instructions resulted in a cure. And these simple instructions that we need to follow from Akita and Fatima of Mary, they tell us very simply, pray very much the prayers of the rosary. And we're going to do that. Make reparation, console the heart of my son. We do that on First Fridays. Console her heart, we do now. Our lady instructed at Akita again and again. Each day, recite the prayers of the rosary. With the rosary, pray for the pope, the bishops, and the priests. And we're going to do that today. Wrapping up here, next slide. At Fatima, we know she requested the rosary at each apparition. Also, be consecrated to her. Do your Marian consecration. I do whole talks on that online. You can find them. Consecrate to her Immaculate Heart. Enroll in the brown scapular. She said this at Fatima. The brown scapular doesn't even have to be... I wear a little plastic one. So if you sweat or you exercise, it's, it's very simple. And you only have to enroll once. And then if your scapular goes bad, you just have it blessed. But you only have to enroll one time. Now, 
This is interesting because consecrate to her immaculate heart, enroll in the scapular, but don't forget to make sacrifices in reparation. That's what we're going to do right now. The sacrifices of Our Lady require those who are required fulfilling our daily duties. What does that mean, Father? How can you sacrifice simply fulfill your daily duties? Traffic going to work, hassle from your boss, traffic jams, hustling at the grocery store to buy food, making dinner, helping the kids with the homework. That's all how you can offer sacrifice. You'd rather be laying on the couch? No, you're out there doing your duty. Use time as a tool, not a couch. Use time as a tool, not as a couch. This is what we do to sacrifice. Start the day with your morning offering. Pray at least 15 minutes every day. You've heard me say this, one of the four times you need to pray every day. One, when you wake up, thank God that you arose from the dead. Two, before every meal. Three, when you go to bed, thanking God that you got through another day. And fourth, before receiving the sacraments. As at Fatima, we need a devotion to St. Joseph. Then make the first Friday and first Saturday devotions, fulfilling these conditions. If enough people respond, the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary will be hastened and the chastisement might be averted. I'm going to have to skip the video that we got because I'm running out of time. I have a beautiful video that summarizes Akita, but maybe I can show that next week or on our next Saturday. But let's finish by saying what was the history of approval in April of 1984, after eight years of investigations, Bishop Ito in Japan recognized, quote, the supernatural character of a series of mysterious events concerning the statue of the Holy Mother Mary and authorized throughout the entire diocese the veneration of the Holy Mother of Akita while awaiting that the Holy See publishes definitive judgment on the matter. Later, Cardinal Ratzinger allowed this letter of the Bishop Ito to be disseminated regarding these events. Keep in mind that this does not have Vatican approval. You're going to write me and say this doesn't have Vatican approval. Only 16 apparitions have Vatican approval. This has Bishop approval, and that's fully good for the church. They don't have to have Vatican approval. That's just something that's nice, but it's not required. If the bishop has bishop approval, it's approved. And so individuals, such as the former ambassador of the Philippines to the Holy See, Mr. Howard D., he stated that they were given assurance by Cardinal Ratzinger of the authenticity of Akita. And last line, in any case, in keeping with the current norms, given the absence of any objection of Bishop Ito's decisions. None by any higher authority or his successors, the events of Akita continue to have ecclesiastical approval. We better listen. The Bishop's Conference of Japan has never really made a statement on it, but that's okay. It is not in the jurisdiction of the Episcopal conferences. I did not know this. I did not know this. I thought the USCCB, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, 
had to approve an apparition. No, just the bishop. All he has to do, it is not in the jurisdiction of an Episcopal conference to weigh in on the authenticity of an apparition unless requested or permitted to do so by the local bishop. That's fascinating. And so this has it. This is our warning. Now you are informed. We can never go before our Lord and say we didn't know. We can never miss the intercession of Our Lady at our judgment and say, why didn't you offer to help me? I'm now condemned to hell. Our Lady, with tears in her eyes, is going to say, I tried. I gave you all the grace. I gave you so many warnings. I gave you so much information. I even sent that Father Chris to sit out there with a big mouth and shout from the rooftops, please heed Our Lady's warning. Now Our Lady said to do this, pray the rosary and make reparation. What are we doing right now? We're going to pray the rosary and we're going to make reparation and we're going to fulfill the first Saturday, and I'm going to lead you through the meditation on the mysteries. So stay with us. Brother Mark's going to shut this down. I'm going to come back up, and he's going to start up a new video. Join us for the devotion, and all of you here, you're free to go or stay with us. But in three minutes, I'll be back up. We're going to do the first Saturdays. God bless you, and remember our talk on the continuation of woke will be in a couple weeks with transgenderism, pride, cancel culture, climate change, all that. But till then, before we get to any of that, let's turn to Our Lady in reparation by praying the rosary. God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you. And God bless you.